<laughs> I don't know. Good. Okay. We are rolling. Yay! Just so we're clear, I have everyone's consent to record their voice. Please, any verbal confirmation? Are you going to do that now? Every- verbal, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you going to do this now every time I'm on? Is that what you're going to do every I time I'm on? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I verbally consent to okay, be recorded. Okay, good, good. So, hello, welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. Um, returning guest, Mr. Josh Burley. Hey, everybody. Hey, and I'm Elise. I'm Danny O'Dwyer. We are doing the movie The Green Room. Uh, it's probably, yeah. So, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. We will be giving away, like, all bunch of fucking spoilers, so, like, you're warned! Yep! Alright. Although, at some point during this, and maybe it's gonna be after, we, we have to have a serious conversation about what a horror movie is. Sure. I really enjoyed this movie, but I, I, I want to have an actual realistic conversation with you. Do you feel two... this was not a horror film? No. no not exactly. Okay. <laughs> but... I, 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 we have to have that conversation at some point because, like, it, it, this is we can this, just dive right into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, like, okay, so all right, fine. So you're yeah. talking about I'm talking about movies like this, movie like Don't Breathe, yeah, yeah, you know, movies like that. Even to a certain extent, I would even say it follows because mm. technically there's a monster ghost thing in it, but really it's just an allegory. Like, yeah. she's being attacked by an allegory more right. than any other slasher movie, monster movie ever. And it just, it, to me, it feels like if these movies were made 40 years ago, they'd just be called Grindhouse. That's yeah. probably you know? true. Yeah. I, I consider all three of those movies to be horror movies. Yeah, definitely. Well, another one, like, I consider but, another movie, because we actually, we just, uh, the, movie, the episode will be coming out before this one, probably, will be Alien. And uh, that's a horror movie. Right. But Aliens, I think, is a horror movie. And a lot of people are like, that's not a horror movie. I'm going to say that... Oh, I, Aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. We did Aliens. Aliens, Alien is, is, always, Alien is definitely a horror movie. Aliens, a lot of people, I get pushback on when I say it's yeah. a horror movie. Like, Aliens is monsters skews it. more action movie. But it's well, pretty intense. Well, that's what I would say, too. And I think... And if that's a... I was talking about this with someone at my office. I was like, oh, i got to work from home tomorrow. I'm... I'm going to do a horror podcast. And my, <laughs> the boss at my project is like, oh, whoa, what movie? And so I was talking about this. And what we seemed to kind of come to a weird consensus about was how much action and violence is in the movie versus how much suspense tension and, and suspense, tension. suspense is in the movie. Because okay. right. he was like, you know, look at a movie like John Wick. There's way more violence. There's way yeah. more of that. But no one ever called it a horror movie. And that's because it's all about the action and not about the right. tension. Whereas, the, the fo- where the focus lies, I right, guess. Right, yeah. exactly. And and so, you know, I think that's... that's for part me, of it, what makes... That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, and I think what makes, for me, like, easily definable horror movie, like this movie, is, I guess, the regular everyday people found in a horrific event like they, mm-hmm. it, you know they are in um really dire scary circumstances the kind of thing you'd have a nightmare about and i think that that's part of it like if they yeah. were like some kind of action stars or something it the, mm-hmm. that's right it's also lifted, like, you know like, uh, a lot of like the good and the bad the ugly is very tense but you would no one would consider mm-hmm. that a horror movie, certainly. Right. Well, and that's because all of the characters who are in it are all kind of on equal footing yeah, pretty much, for all yeah. intents and purposes. And that's definitely a big, a big part of it. Like, yeah. And whereas these people are, like, this movie we're talking about, these are a bunch of punk kids who 
who are in way over their heads mm-hmm. with seriously violent people, mm-hmm. and they have to deal with it. Well, and, and maybe a lot of it, too, is about the perspective of the audience. Yeah. Like, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, your perspective is with Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Right. You're never afraid for him, right. really. Yeah. You know, even if this movie was from the perspective of Patrick Stewart's character, it wouldn't be a horror movie anymore. Right. Right. It would be some weird <laughs> right wing propaganda film movie? You know, yeah. about like how oh, how good tarred is... snowflakes are ruining our lives. <laughs> how good know? is Patrick Stewart in this movie? By he, the way, okay, and he's the reason why I'm willing to say this is a horror movie because he is. Fucking horrifying. Yeah, he's really scary. He has this weird, even... He would literally kill any person and not think about it for an instant. Yeah. You know, like the planning. I mean, we'll get to all of this stuff. But the way that he just kind of methodically does He's his so planning. so pragmatic. It's, uh, right, exactly. Yeah, there's no, there's literally no emotion, like, applied to any of his decision-making, any of his execution. He, everybody beneath him is kind of unimportant, except for what use they are to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And the movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think we'll... we'll See some examples of it where yeah. it's, it's it is yeah. really scary. And the other thing too, like um, I'd say about like this movie and all these, they're also marketed as horror movies. So I was actually thinking about it. Uh, you know, like if you look at the box for this and stuff, it's like it signals like horror movie. But I would definitely, this is definitely a movie where I would recommend to people who don't necessarily like horror movies. Yeah, right. No, I think right. that's true. Yeah, that's it's a good not, point. yeah. I mean, but, and there is a renaissance in horror right now, and there is more of a market for it in the last few years than yeah. there was. You know, for, for for good horror movies, certainly. Yeah, like, like all of a sudden, the, yeah, they, and with VOD, and they're just be it's easier to find that mm-hmm. stuff yeah. and find mm-hmm. its audience. You know, so yeah. I mean, that is a reason to market it more as such. Kind of like you said, where you would just call it a grindhouse and try to get it on a you know a double feature, right? And right. make some money on it <laughs> that way. You know, uh, in the seventies or something. Getting into the movie, but like it's actually like when we watched it, like Elise was tired because we were originally going to record this a week ago for mm-hmm. our listening audience. Mm-hmm. And like it's like, well, we have to watch it tonight. At least like it's a little late. She had to go. She has to go to bed. You know, she's pregnant and everything. And she's like, well, we'll, we'll start. Always having leave. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> to create a human life. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> so, but like it was like, oh, we'll watch like a half hour of it, then we'll finish it up tomorrow, just so we make sure we have time. And it was like we started the movie, and you just you, you can't, you can't. I ended up, yeah, I didn't. There's no it. point in this movie where you could legitimately say, hey, okay, I'm gonna. Duck out here. Yeah, we could just stop it there yeah. and move on because it so beautifully goes from it, one moment to another to another. Yeah, and it really it, does. Once it goes, it kicks off. So yeah. The movie is there. Uh, they wake up. They're sleeping in a van in a cornfield. <laughs> that has <laughs> apparently accidentally asleep. driven off the road because the driver <laughs> fell asleep. I like, they they just kind of drop you into it. You, you quickly find out it's like they're a punk band and they. Uh, Drive, they grab a bicycle and they go off to siphon gas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. real gutter pucks. Yeah, right. And and, and the, that was. <laughs> I will say that they felt like real punks. Yeah, like in 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 a in a. Previously, we had done Return of the Living Dead, and we talked about the punks there, and yeah. they felt like real punks, but in a totally different way. Real punks. These feel like real, like. We live in a van, gutter punk, like, 
This is li- literally the epitome of our lives, and we yeah. have no aspirations above this yeah. at all, and we're totally fine. It does, it. Yeah, it did. It did feel like this is our lifestyle, and we just kind of live day to day. Right, like they're like true in the moment. Yeah, living in the mm-hmm. present. Yeah, type. And it felt, yeah, and it felt real. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. It, they that was and that was part of the horror for me is they do a nice job without wasting too much of your time kind of establishing these guys as, like, real characters that mm-hmm. you, you know, have some yeah. movie, um, yeah, idea about their lives. And, yeah, yeah, it is. Right, it, exactly. That's the yeah. perfect word, yeah. Yeah, like, they, there's, mm-hmm. so they meet the prom- local promoter. Um, who, who seems like a real super poser punk. <laughs> yeah, like, like, he's probably, like, the only punk in, like, his town kind of. It's, like, right. with the impression we're given. The, the one guy makes a joke that he wakes up at 5 a.m. to put jizz in his hair. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> funny. Oh, yeah. Spiky mohawk. And they're like, they're crashing there, so they start playing uh, the album, uh, they start playing Fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it, it cuts, and it's the next day. And they got There's a lot of, like, smash cutty stuff. Yeah. These well, parts are... I listened to the audio commentary, the director said part of it is he, he wanted this to be a movie that takes place in the punk universe, or, like, in the, the scene, but it's not a punk movie. It's not, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, uh, repo mad or something. Ordinary fucking people, I hate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why he just cut the song off and you didn't watch that party. But the, the next, the guy answers the door and he's like, oh, did you, you go to sleep first? Then you see him in the beard, he's got shit drawn all over his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have their little college station interview and they do this nice piece that's kind of dragged through the movie. I also made a note, the, uh, the marker on his face foreshadows the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because no. <laughs> at the wow. end, he, does it, but he has, like, the Conan the Barbarian, like, stealth. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, that was... Anti- I didn't yeah. think about anti- that. Anti- those, yeah, yeah, those two tie together. Yeah, yeah he, they do the, the Desert Island Band thing. Like, what's your Desert Island Band? Which everybody lies with yeah. their answer. That's, right. And that's another thing. Except, like, except for the lead singer. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> just like, no, fucking Misfits. Misfits, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's sticking with Misfits. Demon I am and fits I feel. This gets an inside out though. It's a good answer. It really it's great too. It's in the audio commentary, the, the, the director, he's like, you know, he's like, at the end credits, he's like, I kind of leave it a mystery what mine is. He's like, oh, fuck it. It's Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. He couldn't help himself. He's like... <laughs> well, and that was another thing, too, that made it feel very punk, like legitimate punk, where the promoter's like, yeah... So yeah, we did, about to yeah, we're yeah. doing the did the interview, and then he's like, "So yeah, but the show was canceled, so you know, whatever." <laughs> but I got another can, show lined up, right? But but even before that, he's like, "Can I still run the interview?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah, you know, yeah. like they don't, they're not, they, they don't care. Yeah, they're like, "No, any promotions, good promotion. Yeah, whatever you got to do. They don't we ex- know life yeah. sucks, so I mean, yeah. we know yours does as well." Like, <laughs> They don't yeah. expect they're ever going to make, like, money at this. Right. They're just... Right. And then he books them to play at Trying a, to get gas. Like, money, yeah. Food. yeah. Which, I've definitely been to shows like that. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure you have, too. Like, going yeah. up on the south side, it's, like, it's just a VFW hall, and kids are just fucking going nuts. Mm. But there, there's, like, a few people, and there's, like, the patrons trying to pick up their Mexican food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that's one of the things I felt that felt really authentic about that, like, gutter punk, like, lifestyle. Like, I'm going to basement shows and shit. Yeah. Yeah, like that, um, what is that? That, there's like that barbecue place in, in, is that in Allsep? Where, like, um, I've seen at least a couple of shows there. I can't remember what it's called. The show, the place, we went to a show there, um, 
Oh. Last, last year, I went, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just like... I a, can't think of the name of it It's either. in like a restaurant. Yeah. And yeah. there's a space that there's was a spa- never intended yeah, for yeah. a band to play that a band's that playing. That they play in. bands in, yeah. yeah. And uh, there they got like a large bar area. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely people in the bar yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. It's a lifestyle. So he's like, hey, to make it up for you, like, because they're like, shit, we're like broke. We didn't make any money at this show because there's like four people, you know, pogoing around a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. They, get, they would get free red beans and rice. And uh, and then, like, the guy's like, hey, I could set you up. My cousin's got a venue, like, he's kind of hooked up with. And uh, he mentioned, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of boots and braces there, a lot of skinheads, you know. And they're like, oh, are they sharps? Which. Those of you who don't know, <laughs> skinheads against racial prejudice. That's usually the kind of skinheads you see at punk shows. But I'm old enough to remember when you would occasionally see. Nazis Do they wear at shows. white laces yeah. if they're against racial uh, prejudice? The thing, you, well, the laces code thing is a whole thing where it's different everywhere you go. We should talk uh, about this when he, when he, when he I thought white laces he, was like the you're not yeah. racist. When he talks about had. red laces, we should talk about that. Yeah, that was the thing here because, though. If you were racist, <laughs> you, you wore red laces, right? No, if you're uh, like a true believer, you wear red laces. Oh, oh. yeah, for the cause, right? Okay, that's and that's why do we know that? <laughs> it doesn't matter why we know that. <laughs> But it was the same, Sarah, one of the things, again, that I liked about this movie was, and it just, I just know the jargon, because I'm a, like, I'm a white kid who grew up in the suburbs yeah. of Chicago. I grew up in Worth. I was surrounded by Nazis and racists, yeah. and, you know, tons of them went to Shepherd when I went to Shepherd, like, yeah. 90 to 94, there were tons of skinheads really? who went to Shepherd. yes. Yeah. And so... I just, I know the lingo. And so, like, they were saying stuff like this, and I didn't think anything of it. And it wasn't until later on when he mentions True Believers, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And Sarah's like, wait, okay, I don't, what what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. Because finally she's like, there's there's so much lingo going on, I don't even know. The director was also talking about the, um, all the song, all the original songs from the movie are from, like, his band or, like, his friend's bands when he was, like, a teenager. Mm -hmm. Which I mm-hmm. thought was like a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Good shitty punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking A. All right. <laughs> oh, and. The, so they ask if they're sharps. Yeah, and he's like, no. He's like, <laughs> not exactly. Uh, we don't really talk politics much. He's like, technically, they're um, more left wing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you go far enough that way, you're left wing. Yeah. yeah. Real far left wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the freaking tankies or something. Yeah. yeah. But then, what is like? What you get a recommendation for? Uh, play your play your older stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> play your older stuff. But I think it's and I think it's important plot point of the movie that they kind of know this going in. They realize this around getting there. They need the money. They you know um, don't have like we said they're siphoning gas. So they play the show anyway, even though they think these people are pieces of shit. They kind of they you know they. They overlook it, I guess. Yeah. But, but I think that's the thing. It's like... I think that's an important thing that happens, you know. But that overlooking, to me, feels fine. It doesn't feel like, oh, well, we have to make a conceit for the movie no. so that they'll go. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that's yeah. what you're saying. I'm saying, I think that most people in the scene would assume, oh, okay, yeah, they're they're skinheads right i'm doing quoting fingers right. right now oh they're skinheads but really <laughs> you're doing not a quoting like, finger tone yeah. right they're not like actual skinheads so we'll go in there yeah and, you know they even try to instigate them a little bit when they right. get there but 
it turns out that my point is from a story perspective though like and again as a, as a viewer you can see why oh, they're really broke they got there they're like oh this is weird but they just mm-hmm. play the show but I think um, it's significant that they're willing to overlook this mm-hmm. ultimately yeah, yeah. Well, you know because they, uh, they pay for it yeah they meet the guy's cousin. They're like, oh, you're Dan? He's like, no, Daniel. Which is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell this guy some fun. <laughs> Out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. In like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There is this, what looks like it used to be an abattoir or something. Like this old warehouse. Yeah. Slash slaughterhouse. In yeah. the middle of an open field. In the middle of the woods. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, and that's what. And, and there's also, and they kind of give away a little. Oh, I'm sorry. You can. No, no, no. Go ahead. They, they give a little plot here too, because they're like, "Oh, hey, uh, I can't remember what his cousin's name is." He's like, "Oh, he said you're gonna be stopping by in a couple of days." He's like, "You shut the fuck up about that, yeah. Donnie one," mm-hmm. because we find out later, like his plan is to ditch with his girlfriend. Daniel. Daniel's plan yeah. is to ditch with his girlfriend and turn state's evidence yeah. against the uh, Nazi. Empire, that they <laughs> Nazi Empire. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a crime syndicate because that's even like different than just like the normal like guys who go around beating people up, right? You know, it's like they're they're a real you know crime syndicate. They they they've, they're organized, you know. Right? They're like you know the bikers selling meth. These yeah. guys are you know mm-hmm. skinheads selling other drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But these uh, they decide to uh, open the show playing Nazi punks. Fuck off by the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> which is. Which is <laughs> Just, just so stupid. Cause like, <laughs> so uh, for for the older folks in the audience who live in the Chicagoland area and listen to punk music in uh, the early nineties, um, you may be familiar with a place called Off the Alley. Did you yeah. ever go to Off the Alley? I, I just I never got to go there, but yeah. I knew where it was. <laughs> so it was a little like it would it was a juice bar because yeah. it was for people who were underage to go and listen to music and see shows but it was rife with skinheads yeah. and i am sorry and i feel sorry for anyone who accidentally knocked into one of these skinheads skinhead girlfriends at oh, one of these Jesus. shows because they would just get obliterated like yeah. they would get taken to the ground and basically held while the girl would just kick them in the face and oh it's like God. that was just for bumping into the skinhead girl so yeah. now you're gonna go in front of a bunch of skinheads <laughs> that you've already been warned about and you're going to sing an anthem about how they suck <laughs> <sighs> They, yeah. There's not a more gutter punk thing to do. Yeah. And also, you're all gonna die. Yeah. Like you're all just gonna die. You have and you to can you, see it in the audience. Yeah. You have to throwing, admire the moxie. Sure, yeah. yeah. But they're like throwing beer bottles yeah. at them and like the scowls on their faces. Well, they even start to kind of chicken out when they're about to play. They're like, dude, it's your idea. Like, this was your fucking idea. You back out now. I tell him you're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and the lead singer's like, nah, fuck it, let's go. Hold the gun and we're singing it because I'm fucking punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking my brother Sean about that too because he goes to shows more than I do. I still go out once in a while, and I'm like, I don't really see a lot of like. I mean, you see skinheads, but they're always sharps now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't seen a Nazi at a show in a long time. He's like, oh, well, it's not safe for them anymore. People just beat the shit out of them now. I'm like, oh yeah, violence works. Yeah, yeah. That was not how it was 25 years ago. Well, because but, they used mm-hmm. to always go out in like numbers, and yeah, you know, and their numbers aren't there anymore. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> One thing before we dive into like the show and in the green room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, the veracity of this place when, like, the stage manager comes out and he's like, okay, so you're the band. Where's your stuff? Load-in's right here. It's like, oh, it's like a regular show. Yeah. Like, you're a skinhead, but yeah. you're just a regular stage they don't, manager They don't skinhead. seem to care that these guys aren't, you know? They're <clears throat> yeah, just right. like... And it's just like, don't block the hallway. Like, the yeah. kind of stuff that, you know, yeah. you would tell a band when they were yeah. playing a show. And it was like this weird... Touch, yeah. Just to add, like, no, this is a regular place. It's a regular show. We're just regular people who want to have a good time, and you know, hate, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Just, and just, hate. Just, just hate. <laughs> just generally want to have fun, drink some beers, and hate. Yeah. So, like, and so, and like, the band was specifically instructed not to block the uh, fire exit or whatever. Right. And yeah. they go back to the the room after the show, and they're like, all their shits in the hall, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, that's kind of weird. And then uh, Homegirl is like, oh, my phone's charging in there. She goes to get it. Maybe. Maybe from Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And She's the, awesome. I love her. Yeah. I don't, I'm not an Arrested Development fan, but yeah, I do like her a lot. Uh, and then there's a girl <laughs> dead with a fucking knife stuck in her head. She happens upon a head stabbing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wait. No, no, no. Anton Yelchin does. Doesn't he, like, stop her and... Go in instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of them does. And then he was, but he tries to. He's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go then. He's just like, dude, (laughs) like I get, you know, a for effort, but there's a dead body on the floor, and you're not getting away from this thing. Yeah. Um. He smartly tries to call nine one one really quickly. Yeah. And is able to report that there's been a stabbing. And then they take his phone. They hang up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So, and again, like, everything from here on out is so... They, I mean, they got caught with their dicks in their hands, but they're so calculating. Mm-hmm. And everything they do, and it's really scary. Like, because then he go, The dude goes to call 911. Yeah. He does it's this so little puppet confusing. show. It's so confusing. Yeah. Like, stage manager calls 911, and he comes back into the room, and he's like, oh, yeah, the cops are coming. And in a normal movie like this, you would think... Oh, the cops are coming. Right. It's just for the punk band to think that the cops are coming. But no, you saw him call 911. You yeah. know the cops are coming. Yeah, because, You're like, but there's a dead body. Right. What, are they, what yeah. the shit is going on? Yeah. And then we later find out, you know, he takes two guys who are true believers. And he, he, you know, really into it. Oh, and he has some, you know, he's like, you stab him. And, you yeah, know, two dumb losers agree to fake <laughs> a stabbing, basically. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just say so you So that they can get know. police off the premises and... Yeah. Yeah. figure this shit out it's a, it's, a, it's a great that's a great scene too because it does that's another one of those coded language deep into the like what two people who are well within the scene quote unquote are going to act like around each other where it's like I could really go for a true believer right now and it, yeah. the, the stage manager's just like how about two yeah. yeah, and then it's you know, then like well, you said, it's these twin brothers. Like one of them stabs the yeah. other one, and they're like, "Okay, well, here's five hundred dollars." But I'll, but, but we're gonna I'll hold on to yeah. it. And, and here's and, a knife that you're not gonna get a felony charge on because the blade's two not too big. short. And it's and, like, and then you realize how fucked this band is, right? Because these guys really know what they're doing. As soon as the police come and go, you're like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. They're gonna die. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna die, but they're gonna fucking yeah, die. Yeah, there's no, there's no way out of this, you know? Yeah. No. So, yeah, they're locked in the titular green room. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I had the title line, Star Wars. And and, and I walk by, and, and I go, ah, oh, boy. I'm just so tired of all these Star Wars. Patrick Stewart shows up. He's great. He's 
pissed off AF. Yeah, and, and, well, scary and, and too. it's weird because because Patrick Stewart is such a good actor, his pissed off AF yeah. is completely comes across almost exclusively through his presence and aura. Yes. Like he's, he's not, not like, like ranting and raving. And he's not like snarling yeah. eyes and mouth yeah. and whatever. He's it's just totally like, in control. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a couple of moments where he pauses on a line slightly longer and you're like, yeah. he might stab one of these yeah. things. Like he's gonna <laughs> shoot somebody. Where are the police? They've come and gone. Got a little complicated. And he only has one moment where he gets like outwardly angry. Like there's a point where somebody fucks something up and he like smacks the guy or he like slams one of them against the wall, like one of the skinheads yeah. in the in the hallway. But then he immediately apologized. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, I you know, this is you know <laughs> and like, you know, trying to make amends and in that weird way that someone who is definitely not your equal and does not think that you are equals apologizes where it's like, ah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Buddy. You know, I mean, I can still crush you whenever right. I want it, but, <laughs> but I don't want you to be afraid of me yeah. right now. So, and then there's, uh, there's sort of the, the Fed bouncer guy. He goes, he's in the room and he's got a gun with, and, uh. Very different role than the one he played in the fucking Jurassic World where his, his role was to be the fat security guard oh, who gets yeah, eaten. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like another security guard role, you know, yeah. but... But he's menacing in this one. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely <laughs> menacing. But again, it's that it's that consistency of his menace is not this, like, one-dimensional, I'm a big, dumb security right. guard with a gun. It's like, you know, he's a guy who has a gun and he's big and he's afraid of the people out in the hallway, so he's going to yeah. do what he's supposed to do. He's pretty panicked. Like he's, but, but he's yeah. also right, but he's also panicked yeah. because there's a dead body on the floor. Yeah. And he's trying to act in control. And, right. yeah. yeah. And there's another girl alive we, who we didn't mention, uh, played by Emojin Poots, which is just, you know, apparently in other countries you don't have to change her name. To, nope. <laughs> you know, here she'd be like... She's the girl Claire from like, the girl lead from Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Yeah, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, Claire Jeffrey. Uh, Mom's first name, Dad's first name. That is now your name. Yeah. Dan is definitely naming our daughter. Should we have a girl? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he just pulled Claire Jeffrey out of his ass. Right so, out of you know? I thought about it. Yeah. Right, you'd probably come out like Imogene Poots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and, and that's too when like Patrick Stewart like lets the um, sort of the sound man, stage manager guy. He's like, "Hey, we need this is going to be a big operation, but red laces only." Right. You know. Right. So and, it, yeah. yeah, that's that. That's that moment again where I kind of thought to myself, and "Oh yeah, they're totally." Gonna there's play. a lot of um, and there's a lot of moving pieces in, in these few next yeah. scenes, but like there's a lot of um, dramatic irony because we know how fucked this band is Mm -hmm. and they're sort of kind of trying to negotiate they get you know the guys at the door telling them you know we we need you to hang out here till the police come and get the uh because they get the fat guy to give them because they're trying to defuse the situation because they're like let's rush him and the The one the lead singer says like let's take out this fat dude he made the right he actually made kind of the right call (laughs) if he knew if they all knew how bad it really was going to be the cops Mm -hmm. had come and gone already yeah Yeah, but so then, but the stage manager is like, "Oh, give them the gun to like defuse the situation," mm-hmm. and he does. And then the one, the drummer knows like some MMA shit, so he like gets on the ground because he's like, a drummer. All he does is lift weights and be pissed off. <laughs> right. Puts him in like an arm bar, you know. 
So, and then, you know, there, yeah, there's some moving pieces here. I, you know, I'm not going to get every single detail right, but then there's, like, they start looking for a way out, which I thought was, like, mm-hmm. pretty, you know, it's good thinking on their part. They start busting off some of the ceiling track, the drop ceiling, uh, taking full extra light bulbs, because they have sort of makeshift weapons. Right. yeah. In addition uh, to the... Uh... But then the, there's the other bit of, like, kind of, I guess it's, Sort of dramatic irony, but like from the perspective, from a different perspective of while all of this is going on and they're doing all this planning, they finish the show. Yeah. Well, like, there's a the, horrible the, like, band. After like, there's like, you know, they, the, the show is still going well, on. Still yeah. Back yeah, for a while there. Yeah. Trip a breaker on purpose. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, you gotta just gotta get out of here. Yeah. They're doing all this planning. They like they kind of like act like everything's cool, and then they say, so, okay, well, we'll have a show next week. Yeah. Free beer. Free beer. Yeah. And remember. Come to your was it your racial um, heritage class or something? Right, and then the 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 line that he says as everyone's leaving is says in a party it's a movement. Right, and I was like, oh, Bernie Sanders stole that from him. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez, I don't think anyone would be more stunned to see Bernie Sanders at a long show of any kind. Let alone one run by Nazis. <laughs> folk, fan of folk music. There's also, I can't remember what project, but someone tells uh, Imogen Boots says something, and someone says, fuck off Elsa, like, Elsa, she will for the SS. I thought that was pretty good. Although she, again, she's, like, great as this fucking, whatever, pissed off, skinhead bitch. They're, like, argh, where it's just, like, I just want to punch you in the face and then not make out with you for some reason also? Like, why do I hate myself so much? Yeah, you um, can tell me she probably just, like, yeah, you know, I fell into this scene. Like, she, like, she probably doesn't, like, she says later, she's like, oh, no, I'm not a Nazi. Like, yeah, well, well, like, and she, I mean, at some point in the struggles with the fat dude, she takes an exacto knife and just cuts his belly just open. Just cuts his belly right open. And yeah, because that's what happens is, because um, they start negotiating. Uh, she's take no prisoners. Yeah. Like, she's, you know... She doesn't fuck around. Well, like she, well, it's it's during the. She scene. knows how bad these people are too, and they yeah, don't. That, that's what it is. That's the yeah. difference. She knows that this is kill or be killed, and right? Yeah. yeah. And the band still thinks they can negotiate because it's actually like that's during the negotiations with Patrick Stewart that this is happening. Like yeah. the second negotiation. Yeah. Or yeah. He's like, right. "Give me the gun. It's an unregistered firearm." You know, and uh, yeah, he tells them the story that they want to believe because they're so scared. Yeah, that's that's the other side of it is they they want to believe that this is what this is how it's going to be resolved. You guys are going to walk out of here. Everything's going to be fine. It's hard to imagine, like for me or probably them, like these guys are just going to murder. You know? Yeah, like they're going right. to murder you and bury you in a field somewhere. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah. yeah. So and then um, they they say they're going to trade. They want to trade the phone for the gun, you know, and stuff like that. And it's yeah during that part. They, um, so, yeah. Um, so the Nazis and Patrick Stewart are standing outside the door, and the punk band standing inside the door. But for whatever reason, Imogene Poots um, wants to, she, like, looks down at a little air vent or something yeah, to see what's going on outside. Door. As, like, if she could see the red laces. And that's when she freaks out. Yeah, and he's <laughs> going to hand him the gun, and they some, slice his arm off. some gross arm <laughs> stuff oh, that, happens. Because yeah. oh, at yeah. the same time that that goes on. 
they like break the dude's arm, the yeah. security guard's arm, and then slit his guts open. Yeah, and it's like yeah, three well, horrifyingly <laughs> gross things happen <laughs> within the span of sixty seconds. Because the drummer chokes him out, <laughs> you, and yeah, he chokes him out. He breaks his arm, and then he chokes him out because the guy's fighting with him. And he's like, he's choked out, and he starts breathing again. And then he goes to choke him out again. That's when she just takes the box cutter. And yeah, and it's seriously some fucking tauntaun from Empire shit. Like <laughs> she cuts him open, and shit just comes out of him. Yeah, and like, they actually Whoa. huddled up for warmth inside his body <laughs> after that. So, it was, and it's like it was visceral violence. It's it's like. It, there hadn't been, aside from the head stamping, really, which we didn't see, which happened off camera, there hadn't been any violence in the movie until this point, and then it was just like, oh, 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 God. Okay, like, one, two, three, <laughs> yeah. boom, boom, boom. There's a whole it was bunch brutal, of yeah. Right this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, it's also, like, around this point, too, they, um, and Daniel is one of the guys who, he wears red laces, and he's, like, in his car, he's like, ah, just, they're like, oh, hey, we need you for something, top secret project. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay. And he was trying to call his girlfriend. He couldn't get through. Who is the one who's dead, dead. with a knife in her head? Right. There's also a part earlier, too, where, they're like, where he's like, are you sure she's dead? And he pulls the <laughs> knife out. A bunch of blood just starts pouring out. <laughs> yeah. That guy was a dick. And then, yeah. well, and as an <laughs> aside, Nazi. then there was that whole, like... She had a note in her pocket about, like, a what? song that was going to get played. Yeah. And so... Was that, was that like... She was supposed to leave when that song was played, and then she and Daniel were, were going to go, but they yeah, found out so, about yeah. it. And, and they killed her during instead. that song, yeah. Because that felt like, I don't know, yeah. really poorly supported. As, I, 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 actually, I felt like I had to put too many of those pieces yeah. together. Uh, I'm trying to remember, because it made a lot more sense when I was watching it this last time. I was like, oh, and then we waited a week to record the podcast, so mm. it was like... Okay, yeah. Because we'll I, never know. Well, yeah. that's the thing is, yeah, it felt like, okay, you're you're trying to make some sense of a thing that happened off screen that, frankly, yeah. as an audience, we don't... She's a MacGuffin. I don't care. Yeah, it's right. not that important. Yeah, I don't care yeah. why she's dead, but yeah. you're going to try and make it seem realistic. It's like, okay, that's yeah. fine, but well, I don't need all of that. It also doesn't, like, reveal any new information for <laughs> us either, really. Well, I mean, frankly, I didn't even need to know Daniel was going to leave. None of that stuff. It wasn't... It, I don't well, think it's it a Well, it does. I mean, well, yeah. I, mean, I guess it kind of helps at the end. But. Yeah, well, it, so, and that was such a good part too. Yeah, yeah but but yeah, they tell Daniel that um, the band got Emily, and so mm-hmm. he's like, you know, out for blood too. Um, they try to the, they try to break out of, around this point of the green room. They find a heroin lab under it, but they can't get out of there either. It's mm-hmm. like locked from the outside. Yeah, after digging through the floor. Yeah. Yeah. At some point around here they give a couple uh real desert band desert desert island band answers. One is Simon Garfun- Simon and Garfunkel Prince Fuck it, still misfits. Yeah. And then Madonna and Slayer. They're <laughs> great answers. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. There's there's something about the handsome, tall gutter punk dude who is just so committed to being just a piece of shit that he's like nah fucking misfit yeah. I, don't care. I don't care that we're gonna die there's not a band better than the misfits and I will kill any of you if you argue with me it's just it's just this weird I don't know it yeah. feels like a guy I would know I yeah. don't know yeah so they go out there and uh yeah the one uh yeah, and the, actually, that dude misfits who Tiger is his name. Yeah, he gets his throat. Tiger. Yeah, he gets his uh, throat ripped out by a dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are the foot soldiers in this he's, movie? They're yeah, like yeah. The, 
that after the phalanx of red laces, <laughs> now it's oh, well, let's send the inter- infantry men up, which are just you know like dogs, yeah. killer, brutally mauled. And that's where we start to put together. They're not. They're trying. They don't want to shoot these people. They want them to look like like they want. They have stab- a narrative built up. Yeah, is that we're starting to put together which, here? When that got put together at the very end of the movie, that I thought that was impressive. Yeah, because they make little comments like when he says um, when they send guys in, we to have try to get this called in before dawn, or, or yeah. like when yeah, right, or yeah. when they send him in to stab him. He's like, okay, so any instruction? He's like, yeah, slashing's fine, but don't cut the bone. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? And then later on when he says guys guys in with guns, he's like, okay, we're at that point. You can shoot him, but keep the groupings tight because you're going to be digging the slugs out. Yeah, Yeah. because now they're in a race against time. Yeah. 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 But you still are not 100% sure. Why? Why are they sending dogs in to kill them? What is the point here? Yeah. Although, uh, as a ca- uh, as an aside, all the dogs' command words are in German. Yeah. Yeah. Some dickhead Nazi who owns fighting dogs would definitely. Right. Like, there's no. Do you know what, though? Uh, our friend Monica, her dogs came from Yugoslavia, and their, um, their commands were all in, I don't know, Slavic. <laughs> Serbian, <laughs> like, Serbian, what? Like they, they yeah. don't. But that guy just—he's—he's he, like, he's not from Germany. He's not from that guy. Is I mean, I guess he—he he probably. I mean, he's they a were piece fighting of, dogs. He's too. a piece of white trash. He yeah. probably didn't order them from Europe. Okay, <laughs> 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 you might be right. And, and like kind of unceremoniously, like the drummer, who's like kind of the most badass guy in the band, like he's the toughest one. Clearly, was, knows how to fight. He goes out a window just immediately. That was sad. so sad. That was that was really. Sad because it was it was like it was so pathetic. Yeah, not pathetic like you're a loser. No, but pathetic, like, like oh, that's how that's how weak you are when someone stabs you. It doesn't yeah. matter how much of a badass right. you are, how yeah. much MMA, it's, whatever. Someone yeah, stabs it, you in the back while you're laying on the ground, you're gonna die. And when it, they're like and when they're going no out, how brave or strong you are, you're running at a machine gun, you're gonna right. get killed. Right? Know? Yeah, like you're you know when you've seen that the you know. What he pulled in the green room and stuff, and you're you're getting ready for like, okay, there's going to be this big fight. These two <laughs> guys who you expect are going to be important in this fight are taken out immediately. Yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah, with no struggle at all. None. Yeah. So then the people left. There's um, what's your face? Uh, there's Imogen Poots. There's the main guy, uh, and um, maybe, maybe, and yeah. Elias Shaka. <laughs> yeah, Elias Shaka. Maybe. And. Uh, Yes, be maybe in my heart. Yeah, they're, they're like the <laughs> ones left, you know. Like, well, it was weird because they made this run, and then they went back into the green room, and then they tried to go out again. They made it all the way outside the building, and then they were shooting guns at him, and they had to go all the way back into the green oh, room yeah, again. Yeah. And it's like this is this weird like Keystone Cops thing going on. <laughs> What's happening with this? Well, what they what they do well, they get the dogs out by putting feedback on the uh, microphone. Yeah, which is yeah. smart. Yeah. Good job, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, and I wrote in there too. Yeah, I guess Worm, the guy who stabbed her, found out she was leaving. I made a note of it here, so I, I guess. That's... Yeah, because Daniel here finds out that they did because they made him think that the band killed his girlfriend. He finds out that is not true. Yeah, he tries to help them, but he Scatman Crothers it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dude, it, esoteric it, reference. It's such a good, good turnaround too. It's like Daniel is like he's like, wait, you guys didn't. I know that? something that that they don't or that you guys don't know. 
murdered. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But, right. again, like you think he's going to be like, they're like, okay, well, now they got a guy with a shotgun and he's going to help him out. And head he, blown head gets off. blown off immediately. Yeah. And so that's when they go outside and they try to shoot it out with the. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Go right back inside. Also, again. <laughs> yeah, but right before Daniel dies, too, that Patrick Stewart uncovers like the plot, like they were going to turn state's evidence and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that now it's just. And now. And then Aaliyah Shakot is eaten by a dog, which was right. real. That was also very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was real to see her get mauled to death, like, yeah, yeah. unceremoniously again, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no, and there's no, that's the thing is, there's they, no they, struggle yeah. in these fights no. because there wouldn't be. Right. If a she, big dog attacked you and, you know, and you're a little woman. And she had a gun, but it's like, she doesn't know how to shoot a gun. Huh. Yeah. Even if she does, there's not enough time to aim it. Like yeah. you know, like she she yeah, dies immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not a good gun for that kind she's of. She's terrified. I say like someone who knows what he's talking. <laughs> about, you know? There's a there's an attack dog who's been like trained to do this, and she has a gun she's never fired before, and mm-hmm. she dies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then it's um, and they, they lose the yeah he lose him and Imogen Poots lose, lose the gun too. Like yeah. they, they just it's like oh gotta run back inside yeah yeah. Oh, and he'd been telling this paintball story about how oh, yeah. they were playing they were playing paintball with friends and there were these like ex Marines who they got paired up with who were kick just annihilating them every round. And then um he'd been telling the story earlier and then he finally finishes it in this scene. Yeah, that uh Yeah, so they were at some someone's bachelor party, and yeah, the guy just, after getting their asses kicked, he's like, fuck it. He just charged the Marines before they had time to set up and start flanking maneuvers and stuff, and just killed all of them, or I mean, shot all of them with paintballs. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so they decide to, you know, kind of... Flip the script. Get yeah. like apocalypse now on him, basically, and yeah. Know. And he puts on like they say either way you can't play real war, and she says let's pretend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he yeah they they mark up their faces with a sharpie, and he looks kind of like Conan the Barbarian when they sneak in. Mm-hmm. It, it's so good. It's yeah. a, it's such a great moment because yeah, it's like it's weird because you know again well, I don't I would be fucking weirded out as shit if I walked into that room even if I was like a Nazi and was gonna yeah had was gonna just kill this guy he was like a paint all over his what face does he say he says he's Odin, Odin himself yeah. yeah down there dipshit fashion punk clown motherfuckers turn around Shazbot what? what who is that. Odin himself. And he just jumps into the heroin basement. Yeah. And then, um, so then the one guy, like, goes down there after him, and the other guy's, like, providing, you know, cover, you know, for that mm-hmm. guy who's going down in the basement. And uh, Imogen Poots, because she's, like, a tiny girl, comes out of the couch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, Frank and It's Always Sunny, and she slits the <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're starting to notice there's a grown man crammed inside of a couch for Christ's sakes they're gonna notice and she slits the guy's throat again without pause for thought or breath like yeah. she does not give a shit again yeah. take no prisoners yeah right. she's just like oh you're gonna die yeah no you're dying now yeah and uh the, the guy she's starts the guy starts running out of bullets in the basement um Oh, yeah, yeah. He tries shooting through, like, sort of the hanging curtains that, you know, in the door. Um, yeah, and there was a couple of moments in there, too, where at the time, there's this weird conflict in me where I was like, just do this, whatever it was. There was something that either 
she didn't do or Anton Yelchin didn't do or it was like, just shoot the fucking guy. Like, you're right there. But again, it kind of goes to, all right, well, I guess, though, if you're like high on adrenaline and you might actually die, okay, maybe you're just not thinking about And Anton Yelchin's dealing with like a really serious... Injury. Injury, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, part to of his, to his um, probably his dominant arm, yeah. right? Well, part of it, too, he try, at one point he tries, like, kind of, I'm trying to mess, mess it up. He kind of tries going through the curtains and he fucks it up. He's like, yeah. you're going to get the guy. He's like, oh, shit, he has to run back the other way. Yeah. But, and, because they have, like, a decoy dead body, they, it's all, it's all very well set up. And they do kill these two guys, so. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, but it was, it was. Way more awkward. Than yeah, that. yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean. But it, that's kind of what was so good because, like, yeah, she, yeah, he ends up struggling with the guy for the gun, and she just comes down there and blows, you know, shoots him. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. she shoot him in the neck too? Yeah, she, yeah, she sure did. Yeah, yeah, and, and that was it was one of the, all the head like the people who got shot all get shot in ways that are just like. They're not movie style ways to get killed, right? You know, like getting your guts ripped open, getting shot in the neck, like <laughs> you know. Later on, a yeah. character. Well, we're gonna spoil it anyway. But like yeah. Patrick Stewart, when he gets shot, he gets shot like in like the top of his head, yeah. And like it's just weird bullet placement. Where yeah. I like, like that he's walking away while being shot. Right, too. that that classic yeah. villain. You're not gonna shoot. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, and they're they're uh, they're like you know how to wear a car, and of course they don't. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like a normal movie. And the uh, the stage manager, who is like you know, um, he's a Nazi, but he was a decent enough guy. It seemed like other than his hateful ideology, like he was definitely <laughs> yeah, like he definitely didn't want to be there or kill these kids. And they're like, he's like, I just want to spend the rest of my life in prison guys like yeah Yeah. well he felt to me like the male version of Imogene Poots in the way that she describes herself getting involved where it was like I'm not a Nazi I'm just here with a bunch of Nazis because that's just what my life choices took me you know and he kind of feels the same way where it's like I'm just a dude who had a sucky childhood and was alone all through high school. And for whatever reason, hint, hint, I'm just a white guy. These dudes took me in yeah. and basically sculpted me into this thing. Um, and so I'm cool with them, but I also don't like necessarily hate people. Yeah. And also I'm not willing to die for their cause. Yeah, so he maybe let me, let me go. had a moment of realization <laughs> when Patrick Stewart handed him shoelaces as a gift. Because I feel like if I was part of a group and someone gave me shoelaces as a gift, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh. When we watched the movie, she's like, "You were like, doesn't he know he he could just buy those at the store?" (laughs) (laughs) Not the same thing. They're symbolic. It was. It was like this big moment. I'd be like, you know, like I don't know, uh, sports tickets or something. Like, (laughs) I just killed a bunch of people for you, dude. Like, (laughs) and to show my appreciation, here are two free passes. But there are five of us. Here are two free passes. That's better. Yeah, and so they, they let him go. They're like, just call the cops. And he does, it turns out. He's yeah, like, he goes to like the weird collective, like yeah. farm collective. Type yeah, it's up in Northwest. Yeah. Like, it's a weird shit like yeah, that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So then they get to the uh, sort of the Nazi compound and they, they're mauling the bodies. Of, and at, the, at a point, the, the dog guy says, I'd consider it a personal favor if he died with meat in his teeth. Like, this guy has a weird thing going on with these dogs, right? <laughs> 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 
that. <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> Clearly. They go to find their truck. Yeah. Yeah, they find, yeah, their, their awesome punk rock van. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're, they've set it up like the band was siphoning gas. And there had been a sign on the gate, no trespassing, no trespassing. That the dog killed the dog yeah. well, killed everybody. And, and the the best part about this all coming together like that, like when you see them positioning their bodies, like yeah. you know, yeah. out in the in the grass, is earlier on when they were looking through their truck to yeah. kind of you know figure out what was there and get their wallets or whatever yeah. they were looking for. Yeah. You know, you, Patrick Stewart's asking, he's like, do you have a, any beware dog signs? And he's like, oh, I got no trespassing sign. He's like, all right, that'll be fine. And then when he's going through the van, he pulls out the, the siphon. And yeah. he's like, okay, yeah, this will work. This, this, we got something. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, you got what? What are you talking what do you about? Have? What's yeah. going on? But when it all gets pieced together at the end, where it's like, holy shit. Yeah. There is literally, like, no cop would question this. Right. Like, they might... They well, might give a queer eye to it because they're Nazis and yeah. whatever, but they're not going to go inside because now we know why they don't want them to come inside because there's a bunch of fucking drugs in there. Yeah. You know? Well, um, and it's a lot easier to accept that something bad happened to these kids who were doing something they shouldn't have been doing, which was stealing mm-hmm. gas, right. you know? Blame yeah. the gutter pump. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Like, it's like, who, you know, dude. Who's going to give a shit? You know, it's yeah. not like they're upstanding members of the community. Yeah. Right. They're they not in town. Yeah. They don't have any families. Yeah. I presume. They're, they're poor. You know, it's like, yeah. you know. Right. You know, anyone who cares is probably lives a few hundred miles away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, they, they, yeah, they kill the dog guy. And, you know, he's like, <laughs> they, they end up shooting a bunch of him. And he's like. Why else would we walk up here? I don't know when I was going to. Ruin the crime scene. Oh, I thought we'd leave a new one. Yeah, the uh, what's the line from Anton Yelchin when he walks in? He's got the gun, and Patrick Stewart's there, like uh, caught red-handed with the gun pointed, and he's like, "What do you say? The, the seal? You forgot the seal? That would uh, yeah, that would have <laughs> thrown the whole thing off." And it's like, yeah, oh yeah, because that's your yeah, tough guy thing yeah. You're gonna say? <laughs> He's going to get pissed off at his craftsmanship for setting up the crime scene? Like, well, it says, too, you were so scary <laughs> at night. Oh, yeah. That's a, that was a great line. Yeah. And Amber, the girl's name is Amber. She's she's just like, well, we're going to kill all these guys. And yeah. he's just like, well, we don't really need to at this point. And she was just like, yes, we do. Yeah, we, we don't really have to kill these guys. <laughs> we don't really need to kill all Which these guys. Which is weird because like, you were so much scarier at night. Like, if you think about it, really, he's never really seen him. Yeah. Like, he sort of saw him. He saw him through the door. Like, well, yeah. yeah, like, a little bit. Again, he a was little. mostly just the, the, the threat of implied force from behind the yeah. door. Right, and now you see him, and it's Patrick just Stewart. This, like, old Patrick man. Stewart's awesome, but he's an old yeah. man. He's a yeah. 70-year-old man yeah. who's, like, just got one dude now helping him. Yeah. yeah, and that guy makes a move, and they just, they light him up. Yeah, yeah they yeah. light him up. They shoot him. Yeah, and we also find out, too, they, um, because uh, the band Cowcatcher, who, uh, you know, Worm and the guys who killed that girl, mm-hmm. they gave him a hot dose of heroin because they're like, yeah, these guys are kind of... We don't want incidents like this happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although... Oh, I didn't, real, I yeah. didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they gave, they gave him the hot heroin and then they wrapped it in the label of this other group of drug dealers who... He, That's right. Yeah, so okay, he's like, not only sense. are we going to kill them, yeah. but we're going to make it look like they died on someone else's mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, although, as an aside, is Cowcatcher a thing? 
Is that like a racist thing, or is that just the I name of their band? Because it seemed like kind of a lame name for a, a super like Nazi yeah, it, punk it, yeah, band. Yeah, it'd be usually like Fourth Reich fighting men or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know. I mean, it, it just seems like a lame name. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. The uh, the one dog. <laughs> Try harder, Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Nazis. <laughs> the dog comes all the way back to the uh, compound and lays down by his master. That that did make Sarah go, oh, <laughs> poor guy. Well, because you know he's gonna die. Yeah, the dog. He, they said it earlier where the dog yeah. dog's like, not gonna so make injured, it. He's yeah, not gonna make it. Yeah, but at least he's dying with his hate filled owner. <laughs> oh. Then uh, he's like, okay, I never told anyone my Desert Island band. <laughs> Which, God, this He's like, so I, I think I'm finally ready. And then... I think, I think Elise has to say yeah. one. Oh, I don't remember what the line oh. was. Sorry. Tell somebody who, who gives, gives a shit. shit. <laughs> and then Credence. <laughs> Which is so cool because like, part of me is like, they kind of bond because they were just like... The dregs, worthless, I have nothing else, we'll bond together, yeah. we'll get through this together, whatever. But when they're finally done with it, he's like, you know what, maybe we can be friends. Yeah. And she's like, why I don't, don't you go eat shit? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, It's so no. sad, his whole band is dead. And he's dead in I know real he's life. dead now, too. Dude! Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not necessary. He's for I mean, real he dead. Is. Yeah. yeah. You know, but... Sucks. But yeah, it was it was like it was such a great ending because it, it just kept up with the nihilism of yeah. this entire film where it's just like nothing matters. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Dogs are gonna eat your face. <laughs> Even though people think you're cool, you're not. Yeah. Um you could get murdered at any moment. Yeah. Uh, and and sometimes when you think people are your friends, they actually hate you still. <laughs> cool, credits. Yeah. Alright, here we go. A little CCR. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little credence always yeah. makes you feel better. And, uh, yeah. You guys wanna... We were talking a little bit about kind of what this movie was about. I think we could get into the relevance right now. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a big uh, debate online about uh, whether or not you can punch Nazis. <laughs> and, oh, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Josh and I are definitely... Uh, at least you and the... Uh, you we're, know, we're in the you can punch Nazis camp because right. they're they're horrible and they deserve. You know, you them. should you should rise above people who hate people for no reason. Obviously, by not punching them. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, you can punch Nazis. Yeah, yeah. well, okay. it, it, there was a D and D alignment chart that I posted on Facebook um, that showed all of the different alignments and who's fine with punching Nazis. And I think Dan and I both fall into chaotic good, which yeah. is. You always can punch Nazis. And I've gotten in so many, I'll say discussions, because none of them ever really got heated. Um, but there's so many people who, which I was really surprised at, are willing to argue, well, you know, freedom of speech. I, you know, think, they have the I think that that comes from a place of privilege. Absolutely right? comes from a place of privilege. Because you, you're not the one... Who's being targeted by these people? Right, right. So it's easy for you to say, well, you know, you can say what they gotta say. It's like, well, you know, if the like script was flipped a little bit, you probably wouldn't feel that way. Right. It, it, it was always things like, well, what about the clan? And what about this? And what about these people? And it's like, yes, the clan hate people. Yeah. That's true. But they never wanted to take over the world. Yeah. Nazis did. I mean, I'm so you know what? Honest, you don't get a seat at the table anymore. If you're, you're if you're a clan member, though, like, I'm okay with you getting punched in the face, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm fine with a clan member getting 
punched in the face, but I think that clan members, at the very least, can be redeemable. Like, because they're just dudes, for all intents and purposes, I think clan members now are just like, like... Well, drunk I mean, southerners who don't have anything better to do with their yeah. time well, whereas the, nazis yeah. are dedicated to an ideology yeah well and, and the clan too i mean like historically speaking they're just giant losers like <laughs> lost the fucking civil war yeah losers still yeah those are that losers now right they're the worst but the thing is i think if you put the clan in this movie okay yeah, yeah you'll have some person who is a big time leader or whatever but the realistic portrayal is, at some point, everyone who's there is going to run. Yeah. They're yeah. going to leave. Maybe when half of them die. Okay. Maybe when That's one of the dogs an interesting dies. interesting distinction, yeah. What, maybe if something like that. Most groups, even hate groups, most anybody groups who have a strong ideological you know, frame of reference, once shit starts to turn pear shapes, they're gone. Yeah. Nazis fought to the last fucking man. <laughs> yeah. And they were still willing to be like, no, I'm going to shoot you first. Yeah. Because I'm better than you. And it's not better like most people say better. It is like the core essence of my being and my whiteness makes me better than you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, those people got to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they get punched in the face. Yeah. You know, because there isn't, there isn't the same level of being able to scare them away or, you know, faint or taunt them or whatever. Right. Their their ideology is all around manipulating the conversation until they're in a position of power where you have none. Yeah, you're trying to raise them with someone who has an unreasonable position. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I mean, if you want to... It's like... Like when people try to argue with like flat Earth people, it's like don't. It's like like yeah. flat Earth people actually different because their ideology is kind of cool in a way. Like don't believe it. It's like it's just nuts. But it's like they're they're like despite every you know amount of evidence in the world, the world is round. I believe it's flat, and mm-hmm. it's like um, it's almost like a weird spiritual thing for them. And it's like okay, cool. And I don't know why you would even try to argue with them. Yeah, but it's like it's like. You're not going to convince them. You're not going to point out some hole in their logic. They're like, oh, you're right. The moon landing is real, you know? Yeah. It, it's the same thing. But if in the 1930s, flat earthers tried to take over the planet, I would punch every fucking <laughs> yeah. face when exactly. I saw them. Because yeah. I'd be like, no, flat earther, you do not get a seat at the table anymore. Exactly. Because you want to not only round up everyone who's not a flat earther, but throw them over the edge and watch them fall into space. <laughs> Yeah, they're you know? a tough time finding the edge. That's right. Because... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let's we'll just keep going. Yeah, it's it's going to be there. Just keep going, guys. Keep sailing past China. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, oh, let's go around the other way. <laughs> um, and then, you know... I didn't get to read the article, but there was something in, about how this movie is so relevant right now because it is a nice representation of... A certain voter base of, you know, rural Americans with drug-addled poor communities who were very, felt very forgotten, you know, and had kind of a big voice in this election that, like, the Dems certainly... Well, not all the Dems, but the the DNC ignored, you know, and didn't well, think I mean, about. We could just macro talk about it, like not even like, like it's like there's a big there's a heroin epidemic essentially like, with pills, you know, opioids yeah. in like rural communities right now, 
and people aren't well in places like ohio and pennsylvania and yeah yeah. Yeah. and it's just in places that used to be like coal country and stuff and these because things have gotten so bad and this is kind of the thing there's a a hair like why would you need a heroin factory in a town like you know right that that would that kind of threw me off a little bit like like, that looked like pill country to me you know like (laughs) oh it wasn't that there were drugs it's just the wrong drugs. yeah well but here's the thing People addicted to opiate opiate pills eventually do move on to heroin. A lot of the time, because so it's, it's I guess that isn't really out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, hey, they're probably cleaning up there. Okay, so I take <laughs> <laughs> so good for them. Yeah, you know, good, good, good businessmen. Yeah, you know, uh, well, when he came out in 2015, Barack Obama was president. I will say to the Cubs, it took you long enough. Yeah, That's a while ago. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, so many things have happened in the last six weeks. I'm like, what? We had a black president? Yeah. What? Is that real? Oh my god! That was a fever dream, Josh. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in 1984 and history is already being erased. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, this will probably, I mean, hopefully it'll come up before the next Oscars. I mean, this is like one of the movies I would put up for like. An Oscar, like I thought it was very well done. I, I I thought it was well done too. I I think that, um, like I've always thought of when I'm rating a movie, if you talk about like a five point scale, like a three is this was good. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it. But then like a four is this was good and I'd watch it again. And a five is I'm actively going to make other people watch it. Yeah. You know? And I think this was somewhere in that three to four range. Oh my God, spoiler. What am I going to give it in Machete? <laughs> um, it's somewhere in that three to four range where it's like I'm glad that I watched it. And I think I would show other people but not for the this is such a masterpiece of cinema. Right. It's a hey guys, here's a realistic depiction of the kind of people who actually are out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it is. What they believe. Yeah. And what they're willing to do for those beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, are these people everywhere? No, they're not everywhere. But they're there. And it's much like Dan and I were talking uh, when <laughs> when Elise was out getting us dinner. <laughs> and if you've been paying attention, uh, the pregnant lady went out and bought the two fully able-bodied men dinner. Um, you know, we were talking. I was barefoot at the time. She was barefoot. Yeah, <laughs> baby arm sticking out of her uterus. Actually, um, actually have like a pretty good shiner because I had to go buy dinner rather than make it. Right, that's true. So wasn't ready when yeah. she got home from work, <laughs> and Dan was like, "What the hell?" Um, anywho, uh, you know, we were talking about like. And, and you know, Elise mentioned it too, where it's it's there's this huge swath of people who are out there that nobody knows is there. But the reason you don't know they're there is because you're actively closing your eyes to it. Yes. Like, you are saying, I believe that this is what this group of people is like. And so, therefore, I do not have to learn anything about yes. them. Um, and so that's why Dan and I, and I recommend it to as many people as I can, expose ourselves to as many different channels as we can. Mm-hmm. Before I came over tonight, I was watching clips from InfoWars. Talk about t- cutting people's power off. I'm a Nelly. Uh, ah! <laughs> Not for this, but because 
I have to make sure that I don't get tone deaf to yes, the things that, that I'm hearing. Yes, that is a very... Yeah, that's it's that thing of some, somebody quoted this, and I don't. Or this is somebody else's quote, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it's people look for affirmation, not information. Mm-hmm. People pay too much attention to their little like view of the world and the type of news they want to read and the type of opinions they want to hear, um, and anything that they take in from opposing viewpoints is really just to mock it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, that's a dangerous way to be educated about. Well, like like someone mm-hmm. I know was like they were talking about how they watch The Daily Show, John Oliver, and Samantha Bee, and I'm like, how many times a week do you need to get patted on the back? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> you, how many times? Like, oh wow, yeah. Watch John. Hey, watch this epic clip where John Oliver agrees with me for 15 minutes. Right. right. Yeah. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's intersectional. It's a it's a woman. It's yeah. a it's a black man who's from a foreign country. Yeah, it's yeah. a smart British guy. <laughs> I mean, like you're getting your back patted from every direction. Then. Yeah, so, right. In the same exact kind of way, right? The same yeah. kind of information. Yeah, it just you know, for everyone at home, I don't want you to think that uh, Dan and I are like super conservative or something. We just no. don't put up for people self congratulating yeah. them, themselves and masturbating all over the place. Like, seriously, yes. come on, no, people. I'm Let's a actually do something. A national socialist? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's not kidding! <laughs> He's holding me hostage! <laughs> He's gonna kill me after this recording! So, th- that's sort of the cultural context of the movie. It's weird. We, this well, there's is one a, of the few yeah, contemporary no, movies we've done yeah. with Elise. No, you, no, you looked at you had something to say. That was kind of no, uh, no, I was just going to agree with the points we were just making. And... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's yeah, okay. Cut you off. It's fuck, okay. Fuck no, off. you're fine. Um, no, we can we can get in the segments. All I right. <laughs> Hottest titties. Ah, boy. Oh, man. Um, Jesus. There's only a couple pairs to choose from. I know, but it's like I feel bad picking any because it feels like I, I, imaging boots. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah. guess. I said Aaliyah Shawcott. You don't, yeah. there's some baggy clothing in this movie. So, yeah. Oh, damn it, dogs. So there's not, you know, a lot to see. I know Aaliyah Shawcott has big boots, yeah, though. I, I know big boots. <laughs> yeah, right, sure, yeah. she does. But it's just kind of like, you know, uh, not a very know. sexual movie. It's a segment. It's, just, <laughs> it's a, a segment. Movie. <laughs> it's got moments, but that fat dude gets ripped open. That's pretty hot. This is an important part of the podcast, guys. <laughs> I don't care how you, you more, feel about it morally. Maybe's hot tits. Okay, there you go. There we go. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so uh, best hair. I gotta go, Leah Shawcott again. I love her hair. <laughs> best hair. Uh, some green hair. As, as I noticed uh, spiky mohawk. Very big spiky mohawk. You know, you know whose hair that I really liked, and it—it—it's it, kind of uh, maybe that's best outfit. I'll, I'll save it for best outfit. Best hair, um, I think, is the the lead singer. Yeah, I was going to bring him up too. because it feels like that real. I don't give a fuck about it, anything. Been hair. Died at some point, but it's mostly, <laughs> but it's grown, mostly out. grown and washed out. And it yeah. was like he bought some shitty dye like three weeks ago, and now <laughs> it's just this weird greenish, yeah, kind of greenish green. yellow. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. And he just never washes it. Or maybe but it he always blonde looks... with swimming, like you know, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. 
as long as you, yeah, no one answers with the Chelsea cut. Yeah, the worst haircut. No, that's no. the worst. No, uh, ever best outfit. So okay, so my favorite outfit from this was actually it's a weird one, and it's it's also from one of the promo pictures. Um, is so the the guy who goes down into the heroin lab to kill um, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. He's like the young red lace where, yeah. you know, he's tall. Yeah. Well, earlier on, he doesn't have his jacket on or something. He's got like this blue short sleeve shirt buttoned up like a button up mm-hmm. polo yeah. kind of thing. But with the braces and he's always like standing up really tall and he's got that perfectly it's shaved. But there's a little bit of the kind of like peach fuzz sort of showing there and it's just like yeah i know that dude i've yeah. seen that dude <laughs> yeah that dude is he's the one where it's weird it makes me think of slc punk where um uh oh, what the hell is his name the guy who was in uh uh everything uh, matthew lillard uh, no 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 oh the jason siegel jason siegel Seagull. <laughs> Jason Seagull. When <laughs> Matthew Lillard's talking about him at the punk show, because yeah. he's not dressed like a punk. Right. But then, like, some dude starts fucking with him and he just punches him in the yeah. face. Yeah. And he's like, he's way more punk rock than anyone here. <laughs> like, those but he dudes, looks like a square, yeah. Right, those are the dudes that always scared the shit out of me. The tall dude who were always dressed to the nines and looked perfect in everything they did, because that always felt like the dude who would break your neck yeah. and not it's even like the, think about it's like it for the, a second. the ninja in the white costume in like a kung fu movie or something right. <laughs> watch out for that. he's just standing in the back like swinging nunchucks <laughs> yeah. around you know yeah he's, um, you just wait for his <laughs> moment yeah <laughs> so that's my best yeah it, that's uh, a good Elise, answer yeah. um i have two i like um thoroughly a shock hot uh answer oh, in a row god why don't you just marry her <laughs> if only <laughs> She's got brown combat boots with brown pants and a Dead Kennedy tee. I don't really like the Dead Kennedys, but it's a really... I think she looks very cute in this outfit. Um, I also liked Anton Yelchin as Odin himself at the end of the movie because it's equal parts silly and awesome. Yeah. So those are my answers. Well, because the paint goes, like, past his hairline. Yeah, like, he, he shaved his he hair. Shaved his head, yeah, and then his paint goes up. Yeah. And it's like, that's commitment. Yeah. It was. To uh, looking like a god. <laughs> yeah, I said best outfit was just the overall authenticity of, like, you know, because a lot of times in movies or TV shows when there's, like, a punk. Movie like, punks. Wearing, they're wearing, like, the wrong fucking band on their shirt. Yeah. It's like Or it's new. Yeah. Like a new shirt. Yeah. Yeah, new shirt. Yeah. Or, like, it's like, it's like, that guy's a god. He, I don't know. He probably wouldn't like the misfits, you know, like, you know, but, you know, like, or something like that. Or it's like, oh, he's a punk. I mean, he might like Devo, but I don't know. Like, Uh, like all of the, um, all of the, uh, the people who were actually at the show weren't all, you know, down to the skin skinheads and they weren't all like wearing bracers and like, you know, slam dancing. It wasn't like the Turnbull (laughs) Aces and the Warriors or something, right? You know? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, yeah, there's like a dude with like a short black haircut wearing a jacket and glasses and there's some chicks there. You compare it to like the Nazi show in like American History X when they like go there and there's like a guy with like a Hitler mustache. Like, dude, people don't walk around like that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know? Yeah. Best death. There's a lot in this. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, I wrote down Tiger getting his throat ripped out by the dog because it was just the most, like, it was, like, kind of hard to watch even. Like, you know, not, like, 
in the sense it was like super gory, but just like a dog ripping your throat yeah. out. I, I gotta go with the, the the security guard getting his gut split open. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, good that's, a, that's a good answer because like all the hamburgers that fall out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sitting there watching the movie and I'm like into it and I'm digging it and tension's real high. And then she just reaches forward and cuts him open. And I literally was like, ah! Yeah. Like, I pushed backwards. Yeah. Like, holy shit! You know? <laughs> you recoil. You <laughs> right. rejected that, that was, moment. Was, it's I, very violent. I was not expecting yeah. it. And it just happens. Like, yeah. boom. Instantaneously, yeah. he's open everywhere. Hamburgers all over the place. Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> the whole birthday cake. <laughs> 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 funny because he's fat. <laughs> yeah, that was the one, that was the most unrealistic part of Jurassic World after that monster ate him. It should just be like, I'm going to lay down. Definitely my movie. one complaint about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that piece of shit. Oh, um, best death at least. So, I, yeah, my two answers were Daniel because it's so per Like, you, you're really like, it, you know, at the edge of your seat, like, watching as he starts to explain that, like, I know something you guys don't about, like, how to get out of here. And then, so you're, like, really focused on this moment, and then he's just shot in the face. And I also said the dude who Amber shoots in the back of the head, like, through the neck, um, mm. in the little yeah, drug the, lab area. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a good death. It was, because, again, she, she's just, because... The other dude was trying to kill him, and she comes up and shoots him, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scariest scene. Now I'll, I'll go first in this one. I mean, the gun negotiation for me yeah. is the scariest. Part of it is because it felt very real. Like I could see myself ending up in a situation like that. And part of what's going on in my mind when I'm watching it is I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'd fuck this up, you know, mm-hmm. like in real life. Like, yeah, if I was in a situation. Like I think that, they they place you very well in that moment to like and, make yourself wonder like. How would I handle this? Like, what would I do? And that's you know? kind of with like it, like you know, I, part of it, I think it worked so well with that scene. And like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My mine is is the the scene. It's it's I think it's a, it's a weird one, but it's that scene where everything for me clicked together. Like, wow, this this is a terrible thing they're in. Is when. He gives the stage manager his laces. Yeah. Because that's also the scene where they're just, they're really talking about, okay, well, we're going to kill these people and they're going to be dead and we're going to get rid of their bodies. And oh, by the way, here's your laces. You're like true believer, whatever. Like, yeah, this is great. Oh, I'm also going to kill the other band with some hot heroin um, because, and I'm going to make it look like these other people did it. Yeah. Okay, let's head back inside. Yeah. And it's like. All of this shit comes together in his head, and he all just puts it right out on the table. And I think it's also the moment too, where the stage manager's like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta be yeah. out of this." It, it's it's also good too because it, it kind of um, shows sort of the banality of evil. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like Patrick Stewart. He's like like not breaking a sweat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whereas you know a lot of movies and stuff, it's like a guy working up to committing you know murder or something. Like this. Yeah. You know, a lot of movies, it's like building up to like a guy committing a murder. It's like part of why like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer works so well. It's like this guy's a murderer. He murders yeah. people. He doesn't joke about it. Right. He, he doesn't. You know, there's no. That's part of what I think doesn't work about like the Halloween remake is that they like oh they set up all this backstory for Michael Myers, which you don't need it. You know. Right. 
Yeah, he was a little child who was just evil. And he murders people. Yeah, and like, murders people Stewart, on it's like, like, like <laughs> it sets up too, like, going, because you could talk about, like, like a lot of the Nazis had, were great family men. They, they loved their kids. Yeah. And they'd go to the camp and murder people all day. You know? Right. Like, it, it's that kind of... come home and they'd have dinner, and, cup of coffee. Yeah. Have sex with their wife, get up in the morning, have breakfast, go to the camp, mm-hmm. murder people all day. Yeah. And that's what they did. And that, 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 that's scary on a different level. It's a living, right, Elise? <laughs> <laughs> Off to the camp. <laughs> My lunch pail. Um, <laughs> tuna again. Uh, I, <laughs> scariest scene. I have got to go same as Dan. I think there is an argument to be made that there's parts of this movie that's not really specifically in the horror genre. That part... Uh, more than any other part of the movie is it's the, this Mexican standoff mm-hmm. that's going on and and you know how bad you have a, an idea of how bad this is going to go for them and they don't know and they don't know and there's just so much tension in those moments it feels like a really long back and forth you know so also the possibility very well done. Uh, second uh, number two for me is getting mauled to death by like oh, like a wild dog like, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's a bad way to go cool. like you, they've said too like like you know a line of policemen in a riot are less effective than one with like a dog because mm-hmm. people it's just turn around and well run. because being mauled to death is a primal fear yeah, yeah that's I don't right. want to drown in my own blood yeah yeah like that's the thing about their deaths is like they show both of them like and even even the drummer, like all of them die slowly in pain. Yeah, like yeah, because they, they like, the, the, miserable. The drummer who they stab, they they drag him out there. Like he's still breathing. He's like, oh, it's better for the time of death if he dies later. So like yeah. just let him bleed out. Like, yeah, ah, yeah. uh, uh, gross. Uh, would you survive? <laughs> no, I said no. Yeah, probably. I mean, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but uh, because I think that I would be able, I would be a better negotiator and all of this kind of stuff. But it wasn't a negotiation. There's I not like, a legitimate way that you're going to talk your way out of that. I like to think that even given their dire straits, I might have said, you know what, guys, I don't want to play a show at this place, you know. But they didn't have gas to even leave that venue, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's the I only. Think, yeah, that's the only way I think you argue that you would survive. This yeah, is if you never went there in the first place. Yeah, where you're like, no, fuck skinheads. I feel like I would. <laughs> I also feel like there's a chance I would be afraid enough when they first saw what happened that I would book it out of there. But I still think that they're panicked. They don't know what's going on. They get ushered into that room, and by the time that happens, it's too late. You yeah, know, so. Right. Yeah. Probably not. No, yeah. I don't think I so. Think, yeah. yeah. Uh, how does this movie compare to Friday the 13th Part 4? It's better. I would yeah, say it's better. It's better yeah. 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 How many machetes do you give this movie? I give it four. Three and a half. I give it a solid four plus, maybe 4.5. I loved this movie. Yeah. yeah I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was one of the best movies to come out of the last couple of years. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, really- it, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really well put together. Yeah. But I think... Like I said before, I, I just don't see myself searching sure. it out again. Yeah. No, I know, it, I know what you, know? you mean. Yeah, but yeah, no, just yeah, we, we all gave it a good score. Yeah, yeah right. It was yeah. good. It was yeah, definitely it was good. Really, I would yeah, recommend going enjoyable. to see it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be in the right mood. Yeah, and it's definitely <laughs> to watch I mean, it. It's yeah. also just so like you know, at the end of the long day, you're like, I just need to kick back, relax, and watch a feel good movie. Like, 
Yeah, like a clockwork going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go a serial killer. Yeah, yeah I don't recommend this in that situation, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. yeah, but no, um, yeah, so definitely uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all definitely saying that. Yeah. It's yeah. just, a, it's a very different... I've never seen a movie quite like this one, so I would mm-hmm. say it's very different, too, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, yeah. final thoughts. Uh, Nazi punks, fuck off. Nazi <laughs> punks should 100% fuck off. Yeah. And uh, keep Elise, it spooky. your thoughts about Nazi punks? I just said keep it spooky, guys. Oh, <laughs> that means the said, end of the podcast. Ah, fuck, I'm you sorry. You can't keep talking. I'm sorry. Once I say keep it spooky, it's over. I okay. died to a chair, Now we got to delete this. Oh, yes, Nazi uh, punks, fuck off. Okay. All right. It's fuck off, overproduced by Martin Hannett, take four. Let's go, 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 let's go